Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, a more accurate statement I've never heard in my life. This is, in fact, Thrill of the Chase. My name's John Donahoe, and we do it all for the Watchdog app. Make sure you download it, but we also do it for Greyhound Racing Victoria's Straight Track Championships at Heelsville, Sunday the 1st, also on the Watchdog. So make sure you get around that. Joined every Tuesday by a great friend of ours and a great friend of mine in James Vandermart, who's been on a tipping spree lately. Hello, Jimmy. Yeah, been tipping plenty of winners, mate, which has been good. So uh, you gotta you got to take it while you can, but uh, fingers crossed it can continue. But what a what an amazing weekend of racing we had. Obviously, the, the straight track championship with no grand final now. Uh, interstate at Capella Bar. The state final is the grand final this Sunday at Hillsville. We had the heats um, two days ago. We had the Group 1 maturity, the Fireball Stayers. There's there's so much great racing to get through. We'll recap that and, and we'll push ahead as well to to obviously that uh, Victorian State Track uh, Straight Track Championship final, which is going to be a ripper on Sunday. Yeah, and as we do every uh, every time we uh, catch up, we got to you know we got to see how you are and uh, how was your afternoon. Yes, uh, Tuesdays just seem to be getting busier and busier, to be honest, Johnny. But uh, no, look, it was it was good, and the weather. You know, I'm a big weatherman, and the uh, the weather was fabulous today. It was 16 degrees, bit of a breeze started to to pick up today whilst we're racing up at Hillsville. But just a, a lovely day. And when when I woke up this morning, I walked outside, and and you couldn't help but almost feel that that spring feeling in the air. Like it's not too far away from the good weather. Obviously, better news with uh, with lockdowns in Victoria. So I think things are heading in the right direction, mate. Which is good. Certainly makes waking up a little bit early to go for a run, which is what I did this morning, just to get the Keen. hamstring ready to go for uh, for the return to uh, to footy in a week or two. Uh, <laughs> it certainly makes waking up early a little bit easier when it's not as cold, Jimmy. So uh, it certainly it was nice. It was a nice morning, I tell you. As we might have lost James just very briefly, he was having headset issues uh, just as we started. So hopefully we'll get. James Vandermart back in no time. We've got a another big show coming up, and we'll speak to James about today's racing. We'll review that. We'll have a look at the runs of the week, the Group 1 maturity and the fireball. We'll listen to those and head, look ahead to tonight's racing as well. And as always, we've got some uh, we've got some more racing coming up, I think, at Geelong and Horsham as well. And you can join us at any time, 0499 736 736, as James Vandermart returns. Hello, mate. Welcome back. Yes, uh, I think we, we might have a bit of an ongoing issue with uh, with the reception because I can tell you now, 
Just speaking about how good the day was, there obviously is that uh, severe weather warning for, for sort of now into the evening and the uh, the wind has picked up in the Yarra Valley. It sounds like I'm Oceanside at, at Bells Beach at the moment. That's how, how windy it's got. So fingers crossed because obviously with the, the power outage that happened in June, we don't head down that path once again. But uh, it is pretty gusty out there at the moment. So fingers crossed all goes well. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, it's going to be a busy show and... I must uh, admit straight off the top, I'm going to have one eye on the TV straight in front of me. I've got the races on the left, but we've got Jess Fox, who's about to go into the uh, final of the canoe slalom, which, as as I tweeted out the other day, it's one of those sports that I'm now in love with, and I get to uh, be in love with it every four years when I when I really am enthralled by it, and I'll never watch another one until the next Olympics. So uh, looking forward to seeing mm. Jess Fox go around in about 10, 15 minutes' time. But um, I will have an eye on that, so I yeah. apologise if I seem distracted. No, that's fine, mate. It's uh, it's all good. And it, my wife's been funny, actually, this Olympics, because uh, she's not really a sporty person as a rule. And mm. um, she, every, every single time we sit down in front of the tally to watch an Olympic event, she goes... I've had a go at that. I've been on the on the rings at, at the gym and all that type of stuff. But it is funny how, like, when it, when it comes to the Olympics, yeah. like you say, with, with Jess Fox, you, you you sort of don't follow them for four years. But that's one thing I love about the Olympics. It's yeah. it's the the pinnacle of so many sports. It's it's the, the gold that they're chasing mm-hmm. that is the top of the mountain for that sport. And I think we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about the, the new events that have, have been put into the Olympics and whether or not it's it's a smart decision or not. And I, the, the, the more I think about it, I, I just feel like, the, the Olympics needs to be the pinnacle of that sport. If it's not the pinnacle of that sport, in my opinion, it shouldn't be an Olympic event. But, mm. look, either way, I'm just happy, mate, we can sit back and, and watch some amazing, you know, different events and yeah. the swimming. I mean, what uh, what happened yesterday in the pool was, was incredible. That that battle, uh, Titmus taking on Ledecky, that, that was incredible stuff. Absolutely. It's, it is, and I think we did have this conversation, it's one of those things that, you know, we, you and I are big sports lovers. We're, you know, footy, and I love my cricket and, and most other sports. But, you know, it's something about the Olympics that can really draw. And I said this to my missus last night. I said it, it can draw a country together. Like, she's not a big sports fan. She loves mm. the, loves the Tigers. She's a footy fan. But, you know, she said watch, sitting there watching Ariane Titmus go at it yesterday, she was in tears. She was sitting there watching this girl yeah. she's never heard of swim in an event for her country and beat out Katie Ledecky with all the hype that went with it. And she said she was she mm. was in tears because she saw the family and the work that they put in. It's, it's great. And how good was the reaction of, yeah. of the coach? I mean, yes. like, you, you, so often everybody's so conservative and, 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 and doesn't let that emotion show. And just I think that made the moment even more special mm. because it was it was just, you know, you could tell it was just so much effort to get to this moment, that was the moment yeah. they'd been waiting for and they were able to pull it off. And, yeah. and even in the call, Basil, who called it, you know, to, to say that you have to beat the champion to be the champion, I think was spot on, or to be the legend, you have to be the legend. And, yeah. and, and it was just incredible because it, it really was. A, a, I, look, that'll probably go down as, as, as potentially the best uh, the best event, I think, throughout the whole Olympics. So oh, exciting gosh. stuff, mate. What are we? Only on about day three at the moment. Day three, yeah. I, I just And just a final one I'll touch on on that. I mean, the, the coach's passion the other day was fantastic and I laugh and I loved it but to see some people trying to tear him down and and you know say that it's it's degrading it's not what the olympics is all about clearly aren't sports fans because that's five years of hard work gone into that uh, performance from around mm. titmus that he was there with her along the whole way and i think um it was just emotions boiling over and you know it was not harmful on anyone i didn't think so i thought it was fantastic i 
I couldn't agree anymore. And I think in this world where we have to be so politically correct all the time and, and like I say, so conservative, let the emotions flow. Yeah. And I think that, that just shows, you know, exactly how much that win meant. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, and even the post-race interview with, with Titmus, with Ariane Titmus, she, she said that. It meant so much for the coach as well. And, and they'd been on a long journey together. And, mm. mate, look, that, that's, it, was, it was shades of what we saw with Lucky Carabit Sarkos when he won the Melbourne Cup mm. in the Greyhounds last year. He, he just burst onto the track after the race. He was throwing his hands in the air. He was <laughs> pumping his chest because it was such a moment. And these people, they work their whole life for that one moment. So let them let them enjoy it. That's what I say. We need more characters in sport, James. I've been saying it for a long time. We need Correct. people who aren't just going to toe the line. You know, we need people who are just going to jump for joy. And, and I thought uh, Dean Boxall's reaction yesterday was fantastic. The, the Olympics ongoing. We'll keep you updated on how Jess Fox is going. But more importantly, let's get stuck into... Uh, to the review of today's racing. We've got Geelong race nine in about four minutes and Horsham to follow in about 12 mm. minutes. And we'll take your text as well. What did you like from today, James? Yeah, well, I'm going to start with Geelong because there's been a bit of a, an incredible training effort to start the meeting down there. The first four races were all won by Greyhounds with the prefix Fernando. Um, they were trained by the coleman Camilleri combination. So to have the first four winners on the program, they were all litter mates, I think it was as well, by Fernando Bale out of Ice Gambler. So just a, an incredible effort to uh, to both the owner and also the trainers of, of that litter to win the first four races at Geelong was just a staggering effort, staggering achievement. Just going through those uh, winners, race number one was won by Fernando Dusty, 22.86. Race two was won by Fernando Mimma, went 23.12. Race number three went to Fernando Mark. I thought he was the best bet of the day there at Geelong. He, he was just set to lead. He's got explosive speed. Uh, he went 22.66. And then race four was won by Fernando Louise, 23.08. So I think they've been the, uh, the, the standouts in that sense to, to a training side of things, to have four runners go around. Um, by the one litter and, and win the first four races was a terrific effort. Race five went to White Flower. Uh, this is a greyhound that's got a big motor. When she strings it together like she did today, went 22.56, was a smart win. Rainbow City won race six, caused the upset, and then Joyous Promise. If the Colemans hadn't won enough races to start off with, that coleman Camilleri combination, they took out race seven with Joyous Promise. Then in the most recent race there at Geelong, race eight went to Aussie Build, who, if he wasn't the best bet of the day, he was the second best bet of the day. He, he of course, uh, on Friday, night charged home and and looked really impressive he was down in class and he just got the uh, the head down in the last hop to win after loves to surf almost made it another winner for that camilleri uh, coleman kennel lovely nice day down there at geelong uh, it's a nice race track of uh <laughs> been there once but uh, driven past it a couple of times a beautiful race track so uh, a very nice day anything else come out of that or should we move on to another uh, race meet no We'll have a quick look at uh, Horsham as well, and then we'll touch on uh, Hillsville after ad break number one. How, how far off, Jess Fox, uh, are we? Because you, you sound like you're just starting to get a bit edgy. <laughs> no, they're about to start. So Jess Fox obviously qualified first, so she'll be the last to go, I think. And I correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. I think there's t 10 or 12 competitors in this final. So she'll be the last to go and I think they have a couple of runs so I will keep you up to date and uh, I will be keeping but if I if I'm jumping for joy Dean Boxall style and I uh, <laughs> I start um, I start <laughs> jumping around in the studio you'll uh, you'll know why but we are two minutes away more importantly as well from uh, from Geelong so quick tip for Geelong race number nine for us 
Yeah, race nine. Uh, I'm going to go with the red, Emmeline Vance. I think the Greyhound's shown a little bit of promise uh, early days in its career. Gets the aid of box number one up to 460 metres, so I can see it running a good race. Uh, it probably is poorly graded in a sense. This is a, a naught-to-one win event, so it's racing Greyhounds who have already won a race. Therefore, it is a bit harshly graded, but I think it showed a, a bit of ability in those first three runs, and as I say, I just think it's right up to this uh, this class-drawn box number one. So we'll have a, a very small each-way flutter. There's not a, a huge deal of confidence. I do think the, uh, the seven pace out will go well. It's just down a long, long way in class, and that normally holds them in good stead. Just quickly, Vic Breeder Series has kicked off at Horsham today. Race one was won by Peaky Blazer. Ran down Big Sky Rico. Uh, went 27.67, but normally that's not an overly quick run. But based on what they've been running up there today, I feel the track's a little bit slow. So I think that was an impressive wind as that wind just really picks up locally where I am. <laughs> uh, race two was won by Wizardry Tricks. Went 28.13. No joke. It sounds like the roof is about to come tearing off this I place. I can hear a little bit uh, of it Race in the number three. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, I can see the clothesline out the back, and it's doing whirly burlies at the moment. So mm. if, if I disappear, you know I've been blown away. <laughs> um, race three was won by McGlynn, went 28.08, and then race four to overvalue. And just quickly wrapping up, button up one race number five. Race six went to rave on. That was a really good win for a veteran greyhound uh, in a free-for-all. And then race seven to Man Absconded, who's just been a, an incredible dog. But I think the best race of the day, quite clearly, is race eight at Horsham, which is about nine minutes away. We see people get ready, Weblek Jet, some of the, the real cream of the uh, the class when it comes to greyhound racing going around to the next race. Lovely. And just to confirm, yeah, there is 10 competitors in the, uh, in the canoe slalom, and Jess Fox will be number 10. So they're just getting away now with the Polish competitor. So... We've got a bit of time before Jess Fox uh, pushes off. But we are at Geelong. They're at the boxes now, James. So you gave a little push to, what was it here, the seven? The red. The red. The yeah, the red. That's right. I did I did like the seven as well, though, Johnny. You're right. Pace out. I, I think it is dropping a bit in class, so I would expect it to be right there in the firing line. But the red, I think, shown enough ability to suggest it's it's going to be competitive here. Lovely. Well, Matty uh, from Geelong, I think it is, is on the seven here off the uh, text. Let's head to Geelong now. Move out there was Oddball Armo out the back there with Spencer Gibbon also pace out and going fast after the jump there was Rockby Marmot to go through and lead. Coming around the outside there came Arco Bellino up to challenge and they were followed then by Emmeline Vance and then came Yerna Bale. Ten lengths away then came Pace at Aussie Bale. Followed further back then by Spencer Gibbon and the tailor is Oddball Armo in the straight down on the inside. Rockby Marmot leader tackled by Arco Bellino the outside who dashed to lead. Arco Bellino's two good second. Rockby Marmot third. Emmeline Vance I'd say just over Yerna Bale. They were followed back over on the outside then by Spencer Gibbon and then came Emmeline Vance followed further back then by Rocky Six, Marmer, three and one, I think, just beat out the four. So there's a photo for third, but Arcabellino, $9.30, $12.30 top tote. So one and four will fight out the third place, but six, three and one or four. So uh, a bit of an upset there in the ninth. Funny thing is, mate, it's been a day for kennel mates or litter mates. Um, the first and second place getter in that race at Geelong are both by Camp Haspi Will El Taurus. So there are oh, no, we've only yeah. 20 months of age, a young litter, and, and they've just gone first and second, and they were both pretty big prices too. Winner's about 10 to 1. Second looks to have paid about $7 locally a place. And if you followed the tip into Emmeline Vance on the each way, we're getting what is it, two sixty mid totes. So not a not a bad result on the each way. There was only a small little each way flooded to begin, but hey, any profits a good profit, I say. That's exactly right. That's where that's the way I live my life, James. Any profits a good profit, and I also follow along with uh, 
<laughs> with Tags's theory of uh, the more you bet, the more you get. But sometimes that doesn't work as much as I would like. Mm, and a lot of people will say, um, oh, you know, why have you tipped a $1.30 favourite, for example? Like, there was a dog today at Hillsville that I thought was just going to bolt in. Um, his name was Superfoot. He was $1.30, $1.40. I think he got out to about $1.45 early in the day. Um, you're better off backing a dog at $1.45 in the race that you are fairly confident is going to win. As long as he wins, you know, effectively two in every three, you're going to be cutting a profit. So um, I, I believe in you're better off backing a short price winner than a long price loser. So that's one of my mottos that I roll with. Absolutely love it. All right, we're off to a nice start, James. We've got plenty to get through, and uh, we've got a big, big couple of – we've got about 40 minutes or so to go. So we'll take a quick break. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you. Greyhound Racing's Victorian Straight Track Championships at Heelsville Sunday the 1st, also on the Watchdog. And if you haven't downloaded the Watchdog app, make sure you do because you'll never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. More with James Vandermart on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, it's Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe is my name. Here with James Vandermart as well, who looks, sounds like he's just in a wind tunnel at the moment. James, it's it's picking up out there. You're spot on, mate. Everything outside's banging and clanging and, and making plenty of noise. So it is uh, it is pretty miserable out there. That, that wind's picked up, and it was probably... I probably went off a little bit early, didn't I, saying how good the weather was today. But, yeah, look, there is, a, is I think, a severe weather wind warning for, for a lot of Victoria, uh, which is about to kick off, and you can see why. But the next at Horsham's not too far away. This is an incredible race. You've got people get ready who burst onto the scene as one of the genuine stars of the sport, taking on Webleck Jet. Um, who won the Geelong Cup, and I think he'll be winning this. So I'm pretty keen. Webleck Jet will get the job done. People get ready. He'll give him room. And once you give Webleck Jet room, that's the end of the section. So number six will beat the seven. I think play exotics and then maybe pop the one in for third, Fernandez. All right, let's head to Rob Tester for the call. So it looks a racing two. A couple of really smart ones clashing here, and they're set to go. Green lights on. They're all in and set to go. Ready, race eight. Racing. Webleg Jet began very fast out in the centre. He's going to hurtle over and take the early lead to Inga Leo, followed by Fernandez on the rail. Very wide out would have been Will Do, followed by Fearless Pigeon. People get ready. Padrino rocks and circumstance the tail ender. Webleg Jet got over to lead clearly now to Fernandez, Will Do, and then Inga Leo, Fearless Pigeon, Padrino rocks and people get ready, but Webleg Jet shot clear in the straight. Will Do a holding second. Fernandez runs on, but Webleg Jet a mile too good. Romps away to beat Fernandez, Will Do and Inga Leo, and they're followed by Padrino. Oh, you're spot on, James. Unfortunately, you know the rules, though. A dollar sixty doesn't uh, doesn't yeah. get us music. A uh, dollar thirty definitely doesn't get us music. Unfortunately, but a nice tip nonetheless. And I hope, hopefully, the smart people and the smart play would have uh, put Webley Jet on top in the same race. Multi, maybe Fernandez top two or top three, and who mm. knows? Who knows what might have happened. Yeah, the one thing that disappointed a little bit was people get ready. I thought he'd probably run second or third at worst in that race. I thought Fernandez looked a, a good chance to run third or fourth. But really, you, you, like, like I said earlier, sometimes when you overdo it a little bit, you end up coming out behind, where if you take the shorts on Webleck Jet, look, Top Toadie's paid 170. It's probably not a bad way to play. 27.04 he's gone, which probably proves there's not too much wrong with the track. I mean, I said earlier the track might have been a touch slow. Look, 
It's maybe a length and a half, two lengths slow, but it's nothing dramatic. So that would tell me that the Vic Breeders this year isn't overly strong at Horsham with a couple of those heats going uh, around about the 28-second mark, which is 16 lengths behind Webleck Jet. However... Webleck Jet is a, is a genuine jet. I mean, when he won the Geelong Cup, he, he annihilated a Group 1 class of field. That's, that's how good he is when he steps like that. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on uh, some more of the racing action coming up. We've got Swan Hill. I think that's harness racing in just a moment. And I obviously have to check if our man is, uh, is having a run around. Let's see what Greggy Sugars is doing. No? No, I don't think so. There's a $1.28 favourite coming up, Miss Hattie. Mm. Uh, $1.28, probably way too short for a few of us, but we'll take that race in very shortly. Amen is not uh, having a race, but uh, there's a couple of uh, other favourites. James Herbertson, who uh, who uh, featured in the uh, the Gordon Rothiger medal the other night, I believe. He was interviewed by Bonners and, uh, and Nikita Ross and uh, Jack Law in there as well, but I think it's all going to be centred around Miss Hattie. Mm. You know, I was part of the Friday night coverage, filling in uh, this were. Friday just Thank gone. Thank you for and that, by the way. I was doing, yeah, I was doing a little bit of form, mate, for the uh, the harness whilst we were on air, and I gave a tip for one, and I said, look, it might sprint lane and win, and as it turned out, it got back toward the tail, hooked right to the outside, just powered down the outside, and won at eight dollars in the harness. I think it was Melton, and I said, honestly, my harness form, and and together, Johnny, when we come on this show and we pick out a runner. They just keep winning for some yeah, reason. So hopefully that that can continue. Look, I, I find it hard to go past the, the fave there in that second race at Swan Hill. $1.22, they're continuing to back it. But when there's that kind of money, you'd have to think it's going to be pretty hard to beat. It's an ex-Kiwi, uh, fourth run here uh, in Victoria. So you think this would be the race that, that Miss Hattie controls and, and, and breaks through for that first up win. Absolutely. We'll come to that in just a few minutes. But uh, get us started on... The Group 1 Maturity and Fireball. I don't have any of the replays on me at the moment, but uh, talk us through how it went, James. Yeah, it was a really good night of racing out at the Meadows uh, for the Group 1 Maturity. And, look, such a such a, a good series this year, I think, the Maturity was. It was an outstanding series. The depth throughout the heats. I mean, the, the way I try and describe that is there was a Greyhound who was a reserve in one of the heats who I think had a a 29.71 personal best at the Meadows. That's that's just how much depth there was in, in the heats this year. So as it turned out, it was Quara Bailders to continue on this, this group race winning romp that she's on at the moment. She won the Warnable Cup uh, when she was still so young as well and, and beat the open class dog. She then went to go on and win the Sapphire Crown and, and now the maturity. She is becoming just a, a huge, big race winning greyhound. She's finding a way to, to land a lot of these feature finals and look, she didn't run the arms off the clock, 29.93. I think there was a few on the night that, that went a fair bit quicker than her, but that, that's what Quara Bale does. She she beats her opponents. She she stands up at the right time, and, look, she was too good from Fernando Mick. Uh, Mr Fixit ran on for third ahead of Hilltop Jack, who finished off into fourth placing. That was the maturity, the stayers final. What it was, in a way, a little bit of a one-act affair because Hank the Hustler got a nice run through at the start, and, and when he was close, you knew that he was just going to come charging away. Probably a little bit of a scare on the home corner when he had to go four wide, the Hank, but once he took over, he found another gear. He exploded away, and, and he was just far too good for them there in the fireball final. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what else do we? Uh, what else do we know? Did we witness from it? Yeah. Oh, we witnessed probably the greatest grade uh, free for all class race we've ever seen. Race number seven. The names in that: Malaya Bale, Shimmer Shine, Gypsy Bun, Japara, Equalizer was Scratch, Got the Talk, Kablin, Shimmer Shine, Aston Rupee. Uh, um, just an incredible feel. 
shot, and as it turned out, Kablenz led sitting shot for Aston Rupee, who... Oh, we might have lost James Vandermart very briefly there. Anyway, before we get to the news, and hopefully we'll be able to reconnect with James Vandermart, who was talking us through the Maturity Series, uh, the Maturity and Fireball a Greyhound group ones. Oh, we just got him back slightly. We, we're having a bit, few issues there, James, if you can hear me. Uh, we might take in this race at Swan Hill and uh, give you a bit of time. This is a Greyhound that could... Sorry, Have you got me? Yeah, we got you now. You were just uh, in and out there a little bit. Apologies for uh, if I interrupted you there. No, that's fine. The wind, I think, is picking up my voice and just throwing it all over the place at the moment. But uh, I was just saying, did, did you hear what I said about the free-for-all? I, I missed a little bit of it. So maybe just rehash uh, yeah. what, what you were able to say, what were you saying there. Just just mentioning pretty much the, the quality of that free-for-all. And Aston Rupee was able to get the job done running down Kablins with Shimmer Shine into third placing. But... To, to run 29.74 shows the class of Aston Rupee, and I was just lining that up with the winner of race 11, who was... <laughs> All right, we might. James, what we'll do, I'm not sure if you can hear me. I'm not sure if you can hear me out there, but... Uh, Down park. So for Webleck... We, we are having a few issues there with uh, with that. We'll take in uh, this race at Swan Hill, and I'll give you a little bit of time just to reconnect if uh, if you need to. But I, we are having a small issue there hearing James Van Run. Here's the second at Swan Hill before we get to the news. Smile the wings out in the death seat. Uh, Marbellage went back to the rear there and went to the pegs four back. Three back the inside, Weeman Bella. Three metres away, the red jacket are of the Dragons 1-1. One, one. Three metres on the inside, Marbellage, the black and greens now four back on the peg line. Three back in the running line is the John McDermott prepared debutant. What a journey. The uh, filly by a rock and roll heaven out of Water Avenue. Races in the running line, about 12 to 15 off the lead. Three back on the outer and then there's a good gap of 70 metres to Mama Cass, who's probably made up a bit of ground but still way too much to do. 1,200 to travel after one round. 47.7 only the lead time the first quarter of the last mile in 33.5. Lee Sutton has Miss Hattie in front. Miss Hattie by three metres. A smile and a winks in second place. Two metres on the inside. Starshine is third. Make it three metres. A metre and a half. Fire of the Dragon is fourth in the 1-1 one, one. as they get the bell. They're into their final lap. A thousand metres to go. Weeman Bella, three back on the inside. Track Starshine, who will be awaiting that Kill tiling sprint lane, three back on the outside. What a journey. Marbellage is 12 off the lead, four back on the inner, and only 40 metres now to Mama Cass, but still too much to do. 31.1 for that second stanza of the mile, 700 to go. Miss Hattie in front, three and a half metres, gets her chance tonight from a smile and a winks. A metre and a half, star shine third, the inside. Ira of the Dragon is three metres away in the 1 1. Weeman Bella, three back on the inside after a neck, three metres. What a journey. Leaves the position, three back the outer to go, three deep. Marbellage on the inside, just struggling behind the leader Starshine, so Weeman Bella and Marbellage get dragged back a bit, and 50 to miss uh, to uh, Mama Cass, off the back 29 seconds, the third quarter Miss Hattie's come under pressure, a smile and a winks has moved up on the outer and claimed the favourite out three wide eye of the dragon, moving up, now getting off the pegs was Weeman Bella, went back to the pegs, got around the tiring Starshine, awaits the run, back to the inside a smile and a winks up to Miss Hattie, down the outer eye of the dragon, what a journey's also trying to come home, a smile and a winks by three metres day from eye of the dragon a smile on the wings is doing it well to give James Herberton and Shannon Edwards the first two winners. And a smile on the wings wins by four metres. Are of the Dragon, four and a half to five metres away. Miss Hattie was only third. Oh, well, we did uh, talk about the man James Herbertson and uh, a boil over of epic proportions in the second at Swan Hill. A smile and a winks at $9.10 beats out 
Eye of the Dragon, and Miss Hattie, the favourite, unbackable, $1.28, finishes in third. So a big boil over there. We'll give James Vandermart a little bit more time to get his line sorted. We'll take in the news headlines, and we'll be back with the last half hour of the program. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. They've jumped at Geelong. Let's take you there now. The second spot there came Roniamo, followed back on the inside by On Pursuits, made some ground, followed further back here by Riverdale, Tiffany and Wellback. Then came Austin Rinkin, also Elimination, but it's down to the line. Riverdale, an easy winner at the end over On Pursuit, followed by Roniamo, Riverdale, Tiffany. Behind them then after a gap would have been Austin Rico, they were followed further back here by Elimination. Then came Quintley, uh, Gibbard and also Fernando. Riverdale, Ella, $4.80 on pursuit in second. And Ronnie Armo finishes in third, six, eight, and four. We're not far away from Jess Fox getting her run underway. And she'd be a very, very good chance here. They're, uh, I think they're through about eight competitors of the 10. James Vandermarts just texted me and said he will be a couple of minutes because uh, there's a couple of trees coming down, which is absolutely very scary and uh, not good when you live out uh, where James lives. So hopefully you can sort those out and we'll get back to him in a moment. So I need you guys to help me out. 0499 736 736. We'll get to Horsham in about six minutes time. What we might do is we might roll through a couple of uh, what's coming up tonight. If I just pull these up on my screen, we've got Geelong in 20 minutes. We've got Horsham in about six minutes. We've got Warrigal coming up. So I might just run you through the cards at Warrigal tonight, starting at 6.45. The first race on the card, Big Bird Rose is the $3.90 favorite. Shot Fossil at $4.20. Queen of Fire at $4.20 and $4.40 for Rasputin as well. Tiger Rosie, $5 the three. She's Miss Orson at $8.50. And uh, then it blows out to Blazing Sushi at 19 and $91 for Invictus Xavier in the first at Warrigal a little bit later on. Inside job is the favourite, the $2.50 favourite in the second race on the card. $3 for Gung Ho Hunter number four. Number eight is recaptured time, $3.63. Uh, $7 then for System Issues, whose uh, only start was a win. $7 for that out of the two box. Number five is what could be at 15s. And Inga Luna at $23. I can hear some rustling in the background. James, I was just rolling through um, some uh, some of the card at Warrigal tonight. I was just up to the third race. I am back, mate, if you can hear me. How's how's things out there? Uh, you were telling me that the, uh, the trees are down. <laughs> yeah, it's turned pretty nasty pretty quickly, mate. We're copying about 100-kilometre winds. I was going to say 100-degree winds, but... Uh, <laughs> We've had a couple of trees come down right at the front of our property and they're smashing through our fences and it's turning disastrous out there very, very quickly. Oh, no. Well, I apologise that we have to keep you away from that for another 20 minutes no, or so, but that's, hopefully, that's right, uh, hopefully uh, it won't be too much damage. I was just running through the market for tonight's racing at Warrigal, so I don't know if that's where you want to go or if you want to just quickly um, circle back to what we were discussing before with the, uh, the, the maturity and the fireball and just finally uh, round that out. Yeah, look, we will just quickly chat about that. I'm just, I'm absolutely in awe of Mother Nature right now because I've just come back inside hoping that the signal stays good here, John, but I've never seen, we're talking probably 40 metre gum trees sway like they are sticks. It is, it is extraordinary just this uh, power of the wind that we're getting at the moment. But uh, yeah, back back to that fireball win, Hank the Hustler. 
he was just Hank the Hustler at his best. I mean, he loomed up to them on the home corner. He found another gear. He accelerated away. He is such a good stayer, and, and he deserved another feature win. But just a, a really good night of racing and a credit to the Meadows. And hopefully, mate, it won't be too much longer before all of these big events can be open to the public and, and they're not getting hidden away behind closed doors due to, due to the COVID restrictions. Absolutely. Uh, I can hear it banging on the on the doors there, James. I hope all is well at your place and we won't keep you a second longer than we have to. Do you want to look ahead to tonight's racing at Warrigal? I was up to uh, the third race, so we can backtrack if you want and just go through each of these races and get some of your best bets if you'd like. Yeah, look, I think the uh, the first couple of races down there are pretty hard, to be honest. The mate and final race number one is a one-off final because they didn't have enough nominations for heats. Race number two, it's a race without a great deal of exposed form. Uh, Gung-ho Hunters right up there in, in the market did show really good speed to win at Cranbourne on debut four starts ago, so I thought it might go well. Race number three... Uh, that was the race you got up to. Look, this is interesting because the pink is desperate for box number eight. The seven loves a wide draw. So they're going to get nice clear runs from that uh, the outside part of the track. And, and then you've got Flirty Talks who ran a good race behind a, a pretty handy one, security man, last time out. So the, the three favourites, effectively, or the three greyhounds drawn out wide, they're all drawn to get perfect runs because they'll just shift out wide the seven and the eight. There's a whole lot of space for, for the favourite number four to work in. And if it gets half a clear run, third, uh, flirty talks, it should be thereabouts at the end. Absolutely. Uh, what about if we keep uh, looking across to the fourth, another small field, a $2 favourite here, DD's Charm, Party Doll at $2.50, Aston K mm. at $7.50. I would be playing some kind of same race multi in this race. Um, Mother Nature at its best has just gone still pretty much at the moment, so it's amazing <laughs> how quickly things can turn. But, um, yeah, look, I feel like a news reporter at the moment, live on scene, because I'm just looking outside and our, our front driveway, I'm not sure if I'll be going anywhere, mate. I'll, no. I'll have to take a photo and post it or send yeah. it to you and you can put it on the, the SEN track page. We've had a the big gum tree go straight through our driveway, so oh, wow. we'll see how we go. But... Um, yeah, look, that, that race there is the same race, Molly, race for mine, because simple for you, box eight, is going to, I think, finish top four. So that, that naturally throws a little bit of value into your same racer because it's a $10 shot. Um, DD's Charm and Party Doll, they do look the main two. So I would be steering that path of taking the eight to finish either top three or four and then finding a way to put the two and three in that same race, multi as well. Lovely. All right. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I think Jess Fox is, uh, is up in about five minutes as well. So she's got a good chance here, uh, James, as the, there'll be the German competitor, I think, and then it will be Jess Fox's turn. So we'll wait and see. I'll give you an update on that. Uh, Aston Amigo leads them in the fifth race at $1.95 here from Aston Marvel. Yeah, fifth race down at uh, Warwick. Well, just before we get to that, mate, I'm going to give a tip for one at Horsham, race number nine. Oh, sorry, of course. Um, it, looks like, it looks like a race in two, according to the market, tipping the one and the four. The Pony Bales, the favourite, drawn box four, was placed to Wing Chun Girl two starts ago. I think the Red's a huge chance here. Um, his last probably month of work has been really good. It's been outstanding, but the only thing that's scaring me, 26 starts, two wins... <laughs> 11 placing, so doesn't win out of turn, but I'm really keen that Sugar Shane's going to be in this finish. So whether or not you're back at each way or, or same race multi it, I think it's going to either finish first or second number one, Sugar Shane. All right. Let's, let's hope it's first. Let's get Sugar Shane Mosley home. Let's head to uh, Horsham now. Front cleared right to go. Favourite in four ahead of one. Green lights on. 
Racing, Paponi Bale out fairly well in the centre. Going out of hard is Torren Bale to lead Paponi Bale. Going up on the rail is Sugar Shane, not far behind them. And they're followed by Broazo and wheeling in. Further back would have been not Aaron Sloan, the Crow, King Crow, the tail ender. Paponi Bale hit the front out in the centre. Sugar Shane running on strongly on the rail. Paponi Bale and Sugar Shane. Sugar Shane going through on the rail and Paponi Bale. Oh, heads are up and down. That could go either way. Don't really know on the post. Sugar Shane and Paponi Bale have hit it locked together. Clear of wheeling in Torren Bale, Ooh, not Harrod. Hopefully Bronzo we'll be playing music in a moment, but that's as close a finish as you'll get. Four and one uh, in a photo here. Let me just mm. see if I can see it on the replay, James. Ooh. I'd say the four. I'd yeah, say Yeah, I think the four just, which is shattering. In, really tough. Unless we've got the head down right on the line, but it does look like Paponi Bale's just sort of nah, they've got held it. that nose margin. Got yeah, it up as just, four. Just so. held that nose. Yeah, the whole way up the straight, mate, there was that nose between them. And look, Sugar Shane, that, that was its race, wasn't it? It drew right through on the home corner, up on the inside, looked as if it was going to win the race. And you start to worry when they've had that many placings and racing so consistently, but just not knowing how to win it. That, mm. that seems to be the case with Sugar Shane. But like I said, if you say race multi him and you took him for first or second, it was probably was probably a gimme for him to run in the top two. Absolutely. Yeah, good thing you uh, reminded me of that because, I, as I said, I had my back... Slightly turned uh, with uh, with Jess Fox coming <laughs> up. Hey, that German competitor Funk has uh, has just clocked the best time. So Jess Fox, the only one left uh, to take out uh, to, to take it down the course, and she's uh, she's got a good time to beat. I think she's got to meet, beat one minute and six seconds. So uh, she'll have it uh, she'll have it all to do. But she is the best in the world. So we will wait and see. And I'll give you that very very shortly. We'll take a break, James. And, yeah, go go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say this. This right now is it? Do they go down once, or is it best of three? Or no, I how thought. Does it, how does so it work I to thought. Win gold? I thought they went down um, twice, but from what I'm seeing with the reactions, I'm fairly sure it's only once. It's one down. So yeah, okay. this is it. So 105.50 was the time that Huge. Ricarda Funk put up for uh, currently in the gold medal position. So for Jess Fox to uh, to win gold, she has to beat 105.50 down the course hopefully we'll uh, we'll have her on course when uh, when we get back she is at the top of the course no 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 she's the next one i apologize i got my uh, got my sums mixed up so they they've got the slovakian going first so we'll take a break and we should be able to come back and uh, and talk through it i guess james because it is a big moment for australia she's got a bronze she got a silver she doesn't have that gold but you attend to some trees for the next 4 minutes we're going to take a break we'll be back very very shortly Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Oh, she's underway, our girl, Jess Fox. Uh, she's got the one penalty already, James, but uh, hopefully, hopefully this is going to be a gold medal winning run. You said you've whacked it on in mm. the background, so we might just stay with it here for a sec, if you don't mind, and then we'll get back to uh, some great, greyhound stuff. She, it looks it looks a, yeah, it, it looks an absolutely manic sport, doesn't it? I mean, you'd have to be yeah. seriously strong. Oh, core, core strength would be extraordinary. But Absolutely. having a look, she's just gone through gate 17. Like you say, she's got two penalties now. And I think we're slightly behind. Yeah. In fact, no, it looks like she's taken the lead time-wise. So she just needs to keep going. Come here. on, Jess. It's, it, it's all about yes. power and strength through the core, I would imagine, and through your arms as well. Yeah, but just balance. That too. white water is just absolutely rapid. So hopefully she can hold on here. She doesn't have much to go. I think she's got one gate left. She's just got to get around that. I think she touched that one, so that might be a penalty 
on that. Yeah. Let's see where she finishes up here. Oh, she's third. She's got bronze. Not a bad effort. I think she's a bit flat with herself. Had she not hit those two, uh, those two um, gates, I reckon she's probably a chance mm. to get gold there. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Only only beaten by what is it? One point two three. So I reckon that last that last yeah. touch that she got on one of the uh, last she does gates, look doesn't she? Probably cost her. Yeah, but anyway, still very proud. She did a great job. She gets another third. Another bronze medal for her in the canoe slalom. So, mm. well done. All right, um, let's get back to... So, you wanted to talk quickly about Hillsville as well, didn't you? Yeah, just wanted to mention... Uh, look, there was a couple of really good wins up the straight today, and I spoke already about litters that have been going well, and a litter by the name of uh, a, a mum called Snooky. She had a litter, and, and they've turned out to be really good. Uh, Apollo 1 won the maiden. That was an early race today, race four, the one-off maiden final. Um, and then the brother Superfoot took out a, a later race, race number nine. They were two of the more impressive wins up the straight today. Uh, and a greyhound that we spoke of on the show last week, I think last Thursday, Carrara Gamunji, a hard-to-pronounce greyhound. It was one uh, having its first run, I should say, um, drawn box number two today for club manager at Hillsville, Cynthia O'Brien. Uh, I did speak to her this morning and she said, it's where I went to school many, many years ago. Um, and she also said that she'd been waiting a long time to find the right greyhound to call Carrara Gamunji. And she went with this one and, and first up he got the job done. So well done to Cynthia. And yeah, I was just happy that I got through the call because it was a, a race jam packed full of tongue twisters. Uh, there was, I think three or four of them that weren't the easiest to uh, to pronounce. I'm just trying to bring up the the names of that uh, that field. And I know I was sitting there thinking, well, this is gonna be, this is gonna be fun. Uh, Tony Tells Tales, Carrara Gamunji. Blazing Cells, Sassy Cell, Ice by Sky, and Aston Gal. So it, it wasn't the easiest one to call. Hey, they just show, they've just shown um, Jess Fox's overall time, and had she not incurred penalties, she would have absolutely smashed mm. her German competitor. I think it was, was 104.2, uh, and she, she was chasing down 105.5. So the four seconds of penalties has really cost her there, which is uh, very, very hard to take but hey we yeah. did speak we did speak to uh cynthia o'brien yesterday and she uh she pushed carrara gamunji mm. that's good it's good to hear good to see and and hopefully the punters got on because i think it was about six or seven dollars yeah, well, yeah just having a look at uh, jess fox there post uh, post race in the the women's kayak and yeah it's, it's tough isn't it because you set yourself up for that one final you know mm. one and a half minutes effectively and so easy to, to make a, a minor mistake and, and then you, you blow the chance of winning gold. But, yeah, as it turned out, she's on the on the podium and that's that's a, an amazing achievement at the Olympics. Absolutely is. Uh, we've got about a minute or so to go. You got any best bets for tonight? Anything you want to you um, spruik before we head out? Yeah, to be honest, a pretty tough night at, at Warrigal. Race 7, number 2, Concrete Fever, I thought was going to be pretty hard to beat. But, I, look, the, the straight form has been absolutely outstanding. So... If he can bring that across to, to Warrigal tonight, I think he'll be he'll be pretty hard to beat. I'm looking forward to race number eight. It, it, it's a cracking race on paper. Blackpool Flash has drawn box number one. Um, I'm pretty open in saying he, he potentially is the fastest greyhound in the first peg um, in the country. Made Me Blind was supremely impressive in the last couple of runs. And uh, Power of Janie, who's had seven starts for six wins, goes around in that race. So it's not going to be easy for Blackpool Flash. But from box one, if he can live ping... Uh, I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Last week was a, a favourites night. I think we tipped five on the show and they all won. Um, tonight, probably the opposite, I think. It's, it's a pretty tough one to try and sort out down there tonight at Warrigal. 
Absolutely. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully a couple of winners uh, when we get to Warrigal, which is kicking off in about 50 minutes' time, James. And I'm sure uh, you would usually be watching, but you've got uh, you've got bigger fish to fry. How is the the house at the moment? Is it all intact still? Yeah, the house is is just hanging in there, I think. But uh, outside, we're we're definitely locked in at the moment. The tree's gone straight through the driveway and through the fencing. I, I don't know how bad the fencing is. I'll go out there and have a look shortly. But it's almost dark now as well, so it'll be a job for tomorrow, I think. Oh, absolutely. You calling tomorrow or is Wednesday no, a day tomorrow off? tomorrow off, and I'm back to Sandown on Thursday night, Hillsville Friday, and then I think I'm up to Bendigo on Saturday this week. So oh, busy. a bit all over the place. Yeah, very well. Busy is busy's good, isn't it? Keep yourself, uh, keep oh. yourself working. Especially uh, with the way the world is at the moment. But uh, in my spare time, I'll be watching plenty of Olympics. And, yeah, looking forward to a good weekend of racing. We'll chat about the National Straight Track Championship as well on Thursday. We'll go through that field for Sunday's meeting. Lovely. Thanks, James, as always. Thanks, uh, you've got a bit of work to do out the back, but uh, we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Yeah, pleasure. For, oh, thanks to you, mate, for leading the ship so well while I've been a bit uh, distracted. <laughs> all good, mate. All good. We are a great team, and uh, we'll do it again Thursday, Arvo. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers. James Vandermart there. He's going to pick up some loose debris around his joint. All right, that's me done. Dave Taggart back tomorrow with Cam Luke. Then you've got Toby McKinnon early in the morning, and I'll be back with Mitch Bayer to uh, see you through hump day as we get through another week. Stay safe, everyone. Well done to Jess Fox. Bronze is better than nothing. Bye for now. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.